This is for the aunties. Time on her hands Since she been away, boy Nothing but stands Now, 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 now And she moved through all the pain Like a true heroine And we just And we just gotta say She's got the bar And she's got the crown She'll sing your last time Realness was gonna have to join it had us to come through ancestrally did. and historically mm. has been known for down bad aunties to mm. call on from that time to this. Mm. And so we salute on this day one Mary J. Blige yeah. here on COVID and chemo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. You probably have been wondering yay, when we would. Yay, yay. Yay. Oh, baby, baby. Um, yeah, so you probably have been wondering when we would explain why every episode of season two basically has ended with an, you know, an ode to Mary J. Blige's yes, indeed. top hit yeah. family affair. We had to do it. Because Mary J. Blige understands us as black aunties that it's always about a family affair. And we on COVID and chemo are clearly a family affair. 
You know what? Thank you, COVID. No I problem. appreciate that. A, it was giving seguiferous as in a segue. You know, okay? I'm doing my best. That shit came together and right. it came together in love and family. And I really appreciate that. Here's why. Okay. A couple of reasons. First of all, Auntie Life, I used to think was about the life of a woman. Mm. But now I see as somebody that, you know, is eligible that. Auntie really is still for me, even though, you know, the gender career life has you yes, know, taken hold yes. of my truth saying. Yes. So I do feel like Mary has such a special place for people who very often we don't get to see or in stories that we, that we don't get told that often. You talk about an underdog. Ooh wee. Mary J. She was, I mean, she, you know, of course the song is I'm going down, but. It was, you know, I, I'm but going now she down to rise up. So amazing. So, okay. Now she feel amazing. So amazing. Okay. It's my birthday. Bring the cake in. You know, not just celebrating on occasion. We're doing it every fucking day. Every day. Okay. Bring the cake in. Bring the cake, please. So, okay. It's time to celebrate because why? There will be no more drama in your life. In my life. You're going to be doing just or fine. yours. You're going to be doing just fine. Just fine. You will. Fine, 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 and you got a word, you got a you testimony. Got a, you got a testimony that you share with the people. And now people say to you, your album saved my life. And you still, as a real auntie, is like, damn, that's crazy. That's wild. That's wild business. I'm out here doing this to save my own life. I thought I was the only one that was me going through this. Nah. But in fact, Mary sets the bar, the black auntie realness bar. She set the black auntie realness bar, but I also feel like sis, like... Bar recovered so majestically from what she had been through and showed it in every album, her climbing out yes. and freeing herself and now can sit in an interview and say like, nah, like, you know, I I was like afraid of my own power to mm. a certain extent. I was afraid to embrace myself. And so I like attracted hate to me because I hated myself. Yes. Like I was afraid of myself. I had that fear, you know, that sort of toxic relationship, even within my own regard, or in this case, disregard, Yeah, you know, and, and that's such a hard lesson. And that I feel like is a lesson that most aunties can relate to. Look, love yourself. Well, that's easier said than done. Especially mm-hmm. when society, mm. your family, indeed, your community, Speak upon and it. these niggas, <sighs> Be playing in your face on your name. And but on your name. Mary said. In mm-hmm. the streets. On ooh, the, the slander. Road. The slander. Good gracious a lot. All right. Well, this, before we get into our continued, um, you know, just <coughs> grace and, and thanks for Mary J. Blige and all that she is and continues to do for us. Since this is episode 48, officially, of it this is. podcast, we've done a couple of like part one and part two so we got our math correct because no teriology over here you already know how chemo feels about that one times one is one fool and you know what for the rest of y'all hoes don't be misled okay mathematics and beginning of course with arithmetic which oh by the way you don't forget when you get grown 
You know, Mary knew that Terry was only good for his fineness. That's why she cast him in that video. Did she ask him to do math in the video? No, she did not. She never did. He didn't even speak in the video. You see, folks, if you were auntie, get into Mary and just see how much you may pick up in terms of signals and messages, strategies, yes, even aphorisms that you can get from one Queen Mary. So... As it is episode 48 and the last official episode of season two. It is? It is. We have Damn, our outro you right. You right. We have an outro left. Oh, man. But this is our last real full episode of COVID and Chemo season two. I'm so honored to be again part of this family affair with you, my guy. And so... One thing I do have to say on this oh, is right. that like COVID and Chemo smart foolishness okay so we're foolish that's obvious apparent and and very present to you if you continue to listen to this podcast thank you for tuning in yes yet again we appreciate you i hope it's because you love it and i hope it's because it moves you to laugh and consider the mysteries that may make you want to go somewhere else now the other thing though that i wanted to mention at this point is we are taking black history month off y'all we are We are taking Black History Month off. This is a public service announcement. If you work somewhere, niggas, okay, if you attend a space, okay, Mm -hmm. whether it's a religious body, whether whatever it may be, a community center, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. and you black, you already planning a whole lot of shit. Okay, and COVID and chemo is no exception. We take Black History Month very serious. 29 days this year, by the way. We get Indeed. the extra day. And that's that on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what I will say, please, self-care. In the name of Mary J. Blige, look mm. after yourself. We need to start treating ourselves as black people better than we've been treating ourselves. Okay. And especially aunties. Y'all, love on yourself. You're majestic. Okay. Mm. You're bodacious. Mm. You speak your mind. You're angry and black every time it's appropriate to be both. Okay. Your anger, okay, your rage, mm. your confusion, mm-hmm. all very, very reasonable and logical conclusions that yes. you have drawn yes. about this world that is not for you. Okay, as Zora Neale Hurston so famously wrote, in their eyes were watching God, she said through the voice of Nanny. That was his birthday slave, yesterday, too. Oh, happy birthday, Zora. Yeah. Oh, what a beautiful ancestor. Another black and auntie. And so saucy. I love sis. One, anyway, another, so, another bar. A black auntie realness. Yeah, no. That's, that is the auntie. Okay. Black auntie realness. And Alice Walker let us to know. Oh. Don't forget about the, the original 20th century black auntie. auntie real Realness. Yes. Realness. So Miss Zora, okay, she said, the nigga woman is the mule of the world. I ain't even gonna do no crickets because ain't nobody surprised. No. If you're an auntie and you black, this is your experience. Yes. You have experienced being leaned upon by people that you not even you don't even know these people. They wanna shut you up. They wanna tell you to shut the fuck up, but they also wanna tell you, can I get your mammy titty to lean upon? Yes. Can you fix everything for me, but with a smile on your face? Can you, you know, get my little badass child to behave? Can you I'm a nigga a man and so i need you also to give me the other teeth that the white man's not on and can you cook can you clean what's your hair like can you do my taxes can you pay my bills Mm. my telephone bill my automobile beyonce wasn't talking to them but 
it seems that appropriation is just spreading. It's spreading, spreading like wildfire. Mm. So mm. if again, if you are auntie, please look mm. after yourself this Black History Month. We are trying to set a good example, mm-hmm. okay? And that's in the name of the NAP ministry. Mm. We are trying to set a good example of balance, okay? Yes. So we're going to do some great stuff. We plan our own stuff in our own community. If you are auntie, I'm sure you're planning some stuff now. It's going to be great. Girl, don't worry about it. Your standards is so much higher than anybody else's standards around you. Mm-hmm. And it is oh. K. Y'all gonna be okay. It's gonna be better than whatever Lupe Fiasco's doing. I mean, an auntie would fucking never. Oh my God. Never invite a room full of people at an institution of higher learning to behold black and white lo-fi. At an institution of underground learning would never do this. Using In the slots. basement of the church. With the, the basement of the church is lit. It would never. It would never do this. It would never. It would never. They couldn't. Do it, brother. Even so, with the chalkboard, the it board would have been more interesting. The chalkboard, that, look, how many black teachers I know, black auntie teachers that got colored chalk, that yeah. got little paste to put a little picture on the board and draw around it. Art. A sticker board. Okay, anyway, we don't have Just time. because you broke don't mean you got to act broke, okay? Oh, that's a word. You could be broke and also be excellent and balling and just really sharing a lot with folks. So that's the auntie life. That's an auntie mission, okay? And so please... Don't allow this to be a season of I'm performing black shit for other people. Nah. This nah. Is, nah. This season This is rest. about uplifting the community, but also uplifting yourself. Black aunties. Black auntie style. And yes. so we're going to talk today about one black auntie that has really had a major influence really all around the world. Well, before we get into that, our Where Do We Go is actually, since we did at the end of season one, a small joyce episode and we said we would do it every year we do so we're going to insert our small joys into an episode that is really all about our joys in life because black aunties gotta collect small joys like they pennies at the bottom of a fountain where where can we go for right now since we don't know of many places we can go and also there's a galaxy created by you know master fat man that is a you know fucking it's a, a trap for niggas because they're the, those are not the gay niggas in space that'll save us. Um, I got to believe that there's got to be some gay blacks in space. Yeah, but not those. But those is not the ones. Those are not the ones. And those has probably never been the ones. I don't think a gay nigga exists like that in the world. But anyway, let's to continue. So for my small joy for the year of 2023, a little review of that, um, a few things came to mind. Um, number one, who is love? Um, you know, I have said on this podcast before that, you know, as you also said in the dating, um, Follies episode this season, you know, I went to the depths to try to find what is known as a good man. Yeah, you and went a literally black man. to the bottom and of the depths of the Dead Sea, nigga. You swam on the floor of the Dead Sea. And I didn't come up uh, missing in that submersile. Months and months. No. That didn't happen to no, me. No, because you, you made your shit out of metal. I went down, <laughs> I scraped, and I scraped, and I found a good black man. So, um, that continues. Yeah. That was you. You was under the seat. That was. Um, no, Sebastian. Not Sebastian. See? COVID came out. Hello. So, um, love has been good to me and not good to me in the ways that they be telling you about in the movies and on the TV shows and shit. Like, that's true, but it's also like... You know, just a nice person to be, like, doing life with. You know? You know, and here's the thing. The bar is low. 
Mm, not the Black Auntie Realness bar, but the nigga bar. Well, that's what I'm saying. The bar is low if you want to be out here in these streets dating niggas. And I'm, I'm gender non-specific, but you want to be out here in the street dating, period. The bar is very low. We're at an interesting junction now uh, between, you know, the, the, the sort of rise of feminist ideals, the perversion of feminist ideals, all kinds of other things. And then this panic about, you know, the, 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 the so-called death of, of fucking, you know, white patriarchy. So, like, yes. you know, there's just a lot going on. Um, you know, niggas stock is up, you know, niggas is dating, um, you know, a lot of white girls and they're not treating them good. So th- no. there's a lot of things mm. going on. Calling them Coretta. Okay. And, and just really, you know, trying to convince them to believe things that could really never come to be. Um, so, you know, given this, people have lowered their bar and I think that that's appropriate, right? I mean, it's just, it's giving, you know, supply and demand. Giving realness. It's giving that realness. It's giving an assessment. It's giving mathematics. And you know how I feel about those. And so, you know, but I think what you're talking about, uh, COVID, in your experience, it it really, you know, as a witness, I will say, I said, you know what? The bar is low. But your bar doesn't have to be. Yeah, look, it does not have to be. You can, you know. I picked mine up off the floor and I still was, you know, successful in finding a man to be with that is respectful and decent, mm-hmm. hardworking and fine. So I'm happy for and that. And also funny because, you know, that's very important. I know how you feel about that. Uh, and <laughs> listen to this season's episode of the ways that my dear co-host feels about me having the right amount of humor in my life at all times. Um, another thing is funny. I approve. Well, I'm glad. He's also a very nice guy. Yeah. But so, you know, first things first. Yeah, I mean, jokes. So, I mean, look at this <laughs> podcast. Uh, smart foolishness. Smart and, you know, allows for foolishness. So, we good. Um, my hair is probably my favorite that it's ever been. And you I look think good, that, that Thank you, No, it looks man. fucking awesome. Thank you. I think that... You didn't even do anything to it. Like, it just... I think mm. that I finally have hydrated and minded my black ass business enough mm. and also invested enough in allowing my hair mm. to be cared for in its natural state. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand and totally affirm black women, black aunties doing whatever they want to to their hair as long as it's healthy. I, again, I can't um, condone Gorilla Glue Girl. I feel like that's rooted in self-hatred. But um, the... Well, I mean... You know, that's why supremacy confusion. Follow the instructions on the bottle at the very least. That's not even for your hair. Yeah, so, you, you know, know, like, so don't put floor polish on your head. I'm happy <laughs> that I have respected... My, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry, nigga. I'm sorry. Gorilla Glue Girl? I am fucking scarred. Every time you mention that lady name, I go back and I see sis in the hospital. So do I. She in the hospital you know, behind I see this the thing, And that's how I knew that white supremacy could have a black auntie under a white woman's fingers with some alcohol swabs talking about is this gonna relax the glue while you're and it rising in pain it wasn't even working what the white lady was doing it, it was, was a clown car that's the first thing that sis had to deal with before she finally found a black doctor which by the way put respect on black immigrants names Hello. okay but this man said like no i actually I can fix it. And it didn't hurt her. She, uh, she did have to have a procedure. It was a procedure, but it was taxing. Her hair was free. It was free. And, and sis said, wow, thank you so much. 
I can't, I can't have my picture taken right now because, you know, I mean, never mind the fact that that shit is online, but you know, I can't really do this because I look bad now yeah, my that hair my hair is, is free. I need to go ahead and do something to it. It has to be slicked back. I do not, um, I don't have any hate or any, you know, ire at black women who are struggling with this hair thing. I'm just saying Absolutely that at my big age right now, I am at a time that I can say, you know what? I like my hair. And that feels revolutionary. So that's a, a, a small joy of the year. Hair. Yeah, you know, like a, a Sesame Street child. But, you know, that's how I feel. My third small joy of the year is this podcast. Oh, it's been fun to do. Nigga, you told me you was going to say this and I forgot. Damn. Um, <laughs> well, it is this podcast that is my third small joy that I can come up with for the year. Um, and yeah, y'all listening and this nigga here who I've been doing this podcast with for born on a third season. That's crazy. But uh, we have so many ideas and it's so fun and I get to do shit that you know, just feels real in the words of Mary J. So those are my small joys. I love it. This year. I love it. Thank you. you know what? I'ma just hop upon okay. yo. Just hippity hop ribbit. You know what I'm saying? Onto what you were saying about the podcast because I'm so proud of us, nigga. Like what? <laughs> I didn't know we could talk trash for this long. I mean But you know, Coming like, upon 50 episodes. Almost 50 episodes, but it's also getting and hell like ideas. Dead ends, nigga, because yeah. at this point, like, when we get on the air, we talk until we're finished talking about the thing. Mm-hmm. And then stuff just keeps happening. Mm-hmm. We keep finding out about, about more stuff that we're like, what is this about? Mm-hmm. We've got to investigate. Mm-hmm. We've got to get to the bottom of this. And we rarely do, but... You know, thank you for tuning in while we try to figure out what the hell is going on. Woke, so, you What's know. going on? Yeah, no, no okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag stay woke every day. Every, every G-D day. Motherfucking day. You out here. Because we out here. Yes. Um, so that's also a small joy. Well, I consider that a large joy. Yeah, it is. You know what? I mean, the world is on fire. Just that's be... why I'm calling these small joys. The world is shit. Contradictory. Yeah. I'm going to name these large joys. Okay, go ahead and do it. And let's let this foolishness be small for once. Okay. Because COVID, she's small. What? Oh, yeah, listeners, I also got COVID again. So I actually am COVID for real, nigga. (laughs) I'm still singing on you hoes. I'm still doing what I can do. But this bitch is, she came for me again. She did. Now tell us about it. Like, did she, because I know that you had some thoughts about... You know, her new hairdo for the well, 2024. 2024's hairdo is, um, you know, she's decided she's going to stay. So she's oh, not yeah, no, bald she's anymore. Not moving on. She's a squatter um, now. She is going to work on maybe dreadlocking her hair. So this year's about starter locks. It's about 2020 loving a journey. Yes. 2024 says I'm here for you hoes. And I'm not going anywhere. So I'm doing a permanent hairstyle. A permanent style that like... You know, 
I'm going to commit to I'm a few years in this because yes. I want it to get long. Yeah. And I want to just whip my dreads back yes. and forth and look adorable. So I I yes. have to commit to this. And that means that I'm not leaving your home. I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. So that includes having a variant of the Rona now that I told you about a few weeks yeah. ago in our podcast and said, there's a new variant now. It's like variant J. And you said like Jason. And I said, yeah. And then I had it. And a lot of people I know had it. Like a lot of my homies. Yeah, it was one through here. They said like one in three people are going to get this thing or have gotten it. And so, and motherfuckers got the flu and other nastiness. So the world is on fire, but we're going to try to, you know, shout out to people in Gaza. We're praying, we're thinking, we're, yeah. we're all of that. Sudan, the Congo, Haiti. I mean, then. Shout fucking, out to the Armenians. Oh my God, the Armen. I mean, like motherfuckers is getting down. Shout out back. to the Uyghurs. I was just about to say the Uyghurs. So again, genocide wow we won't stop and so i just wanted to say that that is why i was contextualizing them as small but it's our podcast and we may go to the blues clues universe so say whatever you want <laughs> large choice <laughs> large choice large choice these are they have to be large nigga because otherwise why go on <laughs> <laughs> you know like why even continue <laughs> we've been Nigga. We going down, nigga. So we going down. You know, we're going down, but like <laughs> in flames. Yeah. So, you know, it, but it Planet doesn't. hot as fuck. Oh, my God. It, <laughs> it's the hottest year ever on the earth. How many times are you going to say that before they're just like, I mean, you are. We're in flames. It it's like, <laughs> I know, like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> this year I was walking around in a mask, not because of COVID, but because the smoke was so thick. Several people on a local beach were literally grilled this afternoon. <laughs> I mean, hard facts. So, I mean, not even the ocean could save them. Nothing <laughs> no. boiling. I, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. That would be nasty. Like, if you, if you like, grilled something and then boiled it after? It's, Ew. Oh. Nigga. Okay, so, anyway. That's a large joys. This is, yeah, they have to be large. They have to be, your joys must be large <laughs> enough, okay, to attempt to be at least a portion of the largest of the horrible things out that we've here. been witnessing out here so i'm just gonna blow it up okay you know so um with my magnifying actually i don't even need a magnifying glass for this one and I'm, I'm i'm gonna talk about this joy as like my one highlight because it's indicative of a lot of things this year is that i can now say that i am fully out yay i am out here and um, anybody that wants to know about it can know about it. Pew, pew, pew. You know, and, you know, I'm a very strong believer in not everybody deserves your story. Mm. And I will say that now with my chest. Not everybody deserves to really know you mm. like that. Mm. You have to decide whom you would like uh, to really get to know you. And, you know, that, that circle is, um, is increasing for me. You know, particularly as I, you know, think about, like, what does it mean to be out in your family, Mm -hmm. particularly as a black person? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and that's no shade. I mean, just like, you know, it's it's when when your folks is religious is very it it can be very difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, shout out to Kid Fury and Crystal, because I mean, listening to that to the read was really like so helpful um to see like because they talk about the lord and they talk about not being straight and they talk about you know um 
the bullshit that's coming against you yeah. when you are eligible. Yeah. And I just was like, wow. And also, of course, super black. So I'm like, wow. You know, it's something that could really happen. Um, and I I can say now that I feel like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm there. Mm. So that's that's been feeling really good, you know, like, okay, they, them, you know, all of that shit. And, and also feeling like I don't, I don't have the same attachment to, you know, the new labels that I like use as I had to the old ones, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. attachment to she, um, conceptually was present in a way that is now not present. It's just like, I'm just me, man. And if you need to find a way to approximate a description of me, then like here are some tools you can use mm. terms you can use as well but like that's not like the descriptor is not the thing mm-hmm. just like a stereotype is not the person mm-hmm. um and just like you know any representation is still only a representation absolutely um and so i've been chewing on that a lot and i've been feeling really good and i think it's just been permeating everything and i'm so excited um not only about like what we have coming next for covid and chemo e- but I'm just so excited to sit and live in my voice and not censor myself. That's the beauty of this podcast for me, honestly. You know, it's like the only type of censorship I would have to do is like, oh, y'all is real churchy. I'll dial back the niggas and F-bombs Yeah. that I'm speaking to yeah. you because I don't want to offend you. Yeah, yeah. But like... And there are other words that I can use. Them. Yeah, like, okay, I'll use some synonyms. That's yeah, what they're for. that's fine. But like... In terms of, like, a story about myself, that thing can be true and that thing can be accurate. Shout out to Cat Williams. <laughs> but, you know, so I really... Honestly, if you really want to know more about my story, you could just listen to that Cat Williams interview that was so very spicy on Shay Shay. I mean... And you could discover a lot of the, you know, similar positions that I'm feeling in right now. I'm sorry. Shannon Sharp. Okay. <laughs> somebody on this black ass internet said that he looked like Barney, and you know how I feel about Barney. Yeah, Barney is like, I mean, first of all, a martyr, and second of all, uh, just a magical dinosaur that, like, just loves you. Like, and I don't understand what to tell is. the truth. And apparently, Cat Williams felt that way, but uh, not all niggas, because that's why Cat. Anyway, yes, I'm Not so all niggas, like, not all aliens, but, you know, we're proud really. Of you chemo i am I'm really out here you free free i and am free free on mary and you know what and, and to shout back out to what mary was saying when you're free free it can be scary you know what it I'm can saying? so it just have patience with yourself you do be gentle with yourself you do this has taken me what better part of a decade to get here yeah I'm just a little bit, just a little bit at a time. So it feels like, okay, I ran an ultra marathon, but like I finished it Mm -hmm. and I accomplished, you know, this um, positioning to be able to tell the truth and live in, in, in liberty, even though I have to define it for myself. Yes. And that's what, again, maybe that's what liberty really is. I think so. And I think Mary also has that free, free. Yeah. For us. Yep. So, um, you know, as we move on, we have to do what is um, honestly a new favorite portion of the show for me personally. Um, And that's how most of these things come to us is do me and Kimo like them? And then we hope that some of y'all like them. But if we like them enough, we're just going to keep doing them. So uh, it's our podcast. Uh, So. (laughs) uh, 
this kind of property we can get down with. Hello. So uh, I will pass this mic on to um, the um, Ask Mr. Housekeeping Ambassador. Oh, Ambassador. Kima. Oh, my God. It's me, Kimo. Welcome to another episode of the Ask Mr. Portion of the Program. Now, I gotta let y'all know, first of all, that what I'm holding, you may be able to guess, is actually what is known as a mug, okay? M-U-G. Like, get your ugly mug out of this place. You know what I'm saying? That's like slang that motherfuckers be using to insult people, but this is not that type of mug. I probably think, you know, you probably got a nice enough mug for people like you, and you know, you should love your mug a little more. Now, I also love my mug. Okay, that's me putting it upon the table. Okay, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull my mug up. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna look inside it. I'm looking, I'm looking inside it now. That was me breathing while I was looking inside the mug. Okay, now I'm gonna sip it. inside my mug. You got one guest, nigga. That's right, you in the back is tea, nigga. Tea is in my mug. Okay, I'm sipping it again. Because sipping tea is what you do when you're with your friends and you're trying to have a nice time. You sip on some tea together. Some people call it gossip. I call it keep your community safe, nigga. Tell the tales that you got to tell like Mary J. Blige do and then watch your friends as they many reasons um but just because you all get to know the person that i know chemo just a little bit better <laughs> all right so um this episode again is about why mary j motherfucking blige matters and that is actually i mean i don't even know why mary jane blige as you should remember, the J is, so is for Jane. Dope. And we're out here. That is so dope. Cheers. Cheers. Um, you know, to, to Mary Jane Blige <coughs> on this episode as we list the many reasons 
Because if you don't know, you will know by the end of this episode why Mary J, again, matters not only to black aunties everywhere, but to should matter to people everywhere, really. I mean, absolutely. Again, if you are an underdog, if you are somebody who has survived, and if you have lived this life, you are a survivor. Survivorism. Like, survival. Like, somebody that shouldn't be here, nigga. Yeah, And yet, accomplished their presence. Yes. And once they did that, they said, what left is there for me but to be myself and be free out here? And and to lean into that. Yep. Like fully. As yeah. much as it scares me because I'm, yeah. I'm fucking Mary J. Blige. Like, you know, I have to understand that I have that power over people's lives. And that is scary because that means a lot. Yeah. But also, I'm going to honor that. I'm not going to like stifle myself. I'm going to lean into that yeah. and try to be the best Mary Jane Blige I could be. So who is Mary J. Blige? She got the crown. I know that much. We do. No. And she will sing your ass down. Um, she was born in the Boogie Down Bronx. Hey, the Boogie Down, the Boogie 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 Down. In the early 70s, I'm going to look. Um, so a Gen Xer. Yes. And um, what's interesting, like... 1971. Yeah. She was 10 years older. Well, was. I mean, she still is 10 years older than me. And, like, you know, being from the East Coast is like... You... Like, you rep your place that you at, you know, you rep your city, rep your state or whatever, but, like, it's a metropolitan area. Yeah. So, I knew all the spots and had been to all the spots that she was at. Like, yeah. Like, you know, family in the South Bronx, like, mm-hmm. you know, folks out of Yonkers, you know, so I had, like, been around those places for various reasons. Not, like, um, deeply, but... I got to know the places better through listening to music from those places Absolutely. and considered those to be like, like it's like homegrown. It's yeah. like a homegrown kind of feel. And Mary J. Blige was very homegrown um, feel when she came out. Uh, you know, and my exposure to her was What's the 411? Comes out in 92. And that's in, you know, What You Gonna Do in 92. Yeah. You know, she got all of those wonderful, you know, um, just wonderful music on there. Wonderful songs <coughs> that I'll, like, remember forever. And I know we're going to go over the hits later. But <coughs> one of the things that was striking about Mary was, as we've mentioned already, her realness and her rawness. Like, the way that her voice sounded, the way that she, like would belt out these notes at the vet just at the maximum without regard for what one would think of as like classical training or like right. this is the proper way to sing or she was just singing because that was on her heart absolutely and i just have to say i know it's not a record but i'm gonna do this shit anyway it's giving the negro spiritual which originated in slavery well that type of singing yeah and that's singing gut, from the your, gut, from your heart, from, from your, your spirit. And singing in such a way that it is designed to ease your suffering yeah. by allowing you to just emote in song. And so, you know, these are the songs that W.E.B. Du Bois called the sorrow songs. Yep. They're songs really of sadness. Even Frederick Douglass said he hated to hear Negro spirituals because yeah. it reminded him of slavery. It reminded him of pain. Mary J. Blige is singing through and about pain. Yes. Yes. And she's also, though, and this is what's so wonderful about, like, being able to see her throughout her whole career is, like, she's also singing about triumph and deliverance and healing. Yeah. 
and a sight of self and a yeah. self-possession, you know, and Frederick Douglass would call it his manhood. Like he got a sense of that that helped him to keep on struggling, keep on struggling, keep on struggling. And Mary J. Blige, even in an interview, talks about how, um, you know, it was really like a spiritual thing that was helping her to keep going. It was not just, oh, well, I got this and that to do for me and myself. No. It was, no, it, it was, was necessary. She, she it was had a to lifeline. dig deeper. Yeah. And this is what I call... When you on the edge of life, you have a particular type of experience that enriches your understanding of the fullness of how just how the world is, how human hearts are, where suffering is, and how to recover and speak through and about it, you know, to to inspire folks. And so I really do I just I just honor Mary J. Blige, nigga. Like, dang. Yeah. So and she's so much older than me. It's the fact that you said she was Gen X. Mm-hmm. Gen Xers, like, you know, before we was beefing, um, you know, and of course we're not beefing with all Gen Xers. You yeah. Know. Some of them respect us. Some of them respect Mary us. Mary J. Like is one who. Mary does. Yep. Mary does. So it's giving like I wanted to like be like her. Yeah. I looked up to her. Yeah. Know. And and even though. Adults around me were like, don't look up to that little girl. Yeah. They were like, nah, that's not the one to look up to. Why? Because she's regular black from the streets that like are the streets of, as she puts it, like a place for disrespect. Yeah. And so, you know, respectability politics there came into go. it heavily. Yeah. Because yep. it's like, oh, well, we don't want, we don't want these around the way girls. Yeah. These are around the way yes. girl is not who you want to be. I'm like, but LL loves around the way girls, though. So when you out here listening to LL Cool J talk about, you know, honey, that around the way girl. That's the one for me. She's the one for me. I need, like, I was in there like, man, why can't I be an around the way girl? I mean, I want to be, I mean, you know. Then LL will be fucking with me. That one leg pant pulled up and then, you know, lips. Ooh. being licked which i mean it's not actually good for your hydration but at the time and in it's not moments, yeah it's he's taking sexy, all the oils out of but, his, his you know lips, it, it was so, still yeah. like a mood yeah i mean what i mean really it's giving prototype so anyway like these you know um separations like the lines of separation class. of class but also a little bit of fear because yeah. you know black folks we're not stupid we know what can happen to you if you are an around the way girl yeah because the, the protections of the society, the protections of the community are, are like not aimed at you um, as they ought to be. Um, and also, you know, there's all the all the like behavioral markers, you know, it's giving and like dress and, you know, you know, complicity in the Moynihan report message of, you know, uh, if you're from the ghetto and you black, like you're just pathological, you just yes. fucked up. And it's yes. like, mm, Anybody will be fucked up if they don't have what they need. Yeah, that's and that's what, just what that that's is. One hundred percent, what that is. So right. if you don't have what you need, any human being will be fucked up. And so this, the connection of that with race, and then you put on top of it the, the expectations of like young black girls to be like you know basically chastity itself. Yeah, you know. And like, don't get pregnant and don't. But if you do, it's your fault. And like, it just leads to this, um, just a divisiveness that that honestly is white supremacy confusion. 
Because when they look at us, they all say they just see niggas. Yeah, don't even So what are we even doing? Grew up in the suburbs or not or whatever. Yeah, I mean, Mary's story is a very much like her childhood growing up story before she gets her start at the baby age of 17. um, Is... You know, an example of the ways that the 1970s deindustrialization era, the Vietnam, the beginning of the war on drugs, all of that impacts black families economically, socially. She deals with abuse. She deals with, um, you know, a father who's in and out of her life. They heard they said her dad was a Vietnam vet. So, you know, we can understand what larger causal impact yeah that they have had right on him individually yeah having to deal with her mother there's domestic abuse in the house like she's seeing a lot of the products that you say people call pathological of black people but they're products of what happens when you don't have the basics yeah and that is what mary j blige's childhood unfortunately is you know um reminiscent and a product of and this is not the first time that's why you call it sad black stories but it is it's sad black stories everywhere i look y'all it's sad black story that's why i had to you know inflate the 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 joy radar nigga i had to pump that shit up and you know put like extra electrodes it's heartbreaking to hear and to know and to be like of course is what she went through and like classic things like music saved her and being able to sing in the church as a child saved her right like these are very classic if you take the barrier down the barrier that respectability politics and the fear of judgment helps people put up between blacks then if you pull it down your heart breaks. It's broken. I mean, Your like, it's, just, it's like, why would this baby girl so have to sad. experience this? No one should have to go through right. that. So, you know. But that's what we have to do, y'all. It is. Break the fucking barrier down so your heart can break so that we can, like, really just care for each other a little better, lift each other up a little more. That's why we said she's a heroine because, you know, at one point. Not a heron. A heroine, but you know how niggas be saying what we want to say. Um, So she gets her break at 17. She sings a song at the mall. Wasn't it Anita Baker song? No, it was a Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin yeah. song that she sings, and Andre Harrell hot your you know finds her, hears the tape, finds her, goes to her house in the Bronx, and you know speaks to her, has her sing, and signs her. And they get somebody who we, you know, have already spoken of. You already know Diddy, who is a trash bucket, but sometimes Ooh. trash holds things. And so sometimes Ooh. people find things in the trash um, or near trash that are actually decent. And Mary is one of them. So he does executive produce sometimes the first album. you can build a house on top of trash. Hello? He leads to her debut album in 92, as you already said, What's a 411, which begins an illustrious career. I mean, Mary J has had... 13 or 14 albums. Sis is prolific. 14 albums over a three-decade career. How many people can say that? How many people can say that, first of all, how many people can say that they would have a three-decade career under the circumstances that Mary had to go through? Period. That's on period. That's on period. That's on period. Okay. This is a tale of auntie greatness. Medals, certificates, badges okay nine grammys amongst all sorts of other awards just a household name yes and well known and well loved in the community with you two and george michael come on man going everywhere and back internationally known got international folks 
who like they love her in London. Sec- second, third, fourth language is English, but they knew Mary first. Yes. Shout out to my homie. Okay, in South Korea, I see you, sis. This one is for you, nigga, because Mary J. Blige, I know, is your favorite, and there's reasons for that about which this show is. Queen of Hip Hop Soul is what she has the title of. Yes, she does. And for me, Mary does represent hip hop feminism come yes. to life. Yes, absolutely. What taking up space in hip hop as a real ass black woman would look like mm-hmm. and can look like. Mm-hmm. And again, doing it, doing it, doing it well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I represent Queen. She was raised actually in the Bronx. So that's a different, again, another LL Cool J reference. Okay. So, <laughs> um, Mary J. Blige is, why do we know her as the queen of hip hop soul? Just because she is one of the acts that made having and collabing with rap artists and yes. also dabbling into rap yourself as a singer. Yep. Cool. Yeah. And lit. It's giving pioneer. Impossible. So I'm going to let you talk about, you know, the You're All I Need remix with um, one okay. of the finest men in oh. the game, who she reunited with oh. on the show, and it Power so Book 2, Ghost. She and Method Man are both on that, but I will get to that later. About which we will speak in the future. Mm. Okay. In the future of this episode and in a future full episode. 50. Okay. Okay. Who's 50? Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> So, first of all, what's the 411 comes out, nigga? I'm looking at it like. It's what has I'm going down. These are the songs of my. Oh, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It has real love. Yeah. Real love. I'm searching for a real love. Someone said my, my heart, heart free, free real love. Hey. I'm searching for a You got to have the real thing. Love so true. Okay, let me not even. But oh, baby. you see, like that is, it's so deep in, it's like a, like a, um, what do you call that? A, a, like an implant. Nigga. It was like an inception. That no, it just hit it. Like, and deep. sometimes when I'm down bad, I sing Mary, nigga. Like, without even knowing that I'm about to sing Mary. It comes out. It just comes out. I'll just be, you know, back to the... Wait, what? Oh, that's Mary. You know, it's coming out, you know, when they reminisce. Okay, so anyway... Um, but this song, You're All I Need, with Method Man and Mary J. Blige, I will say, changed me forever. Mm, I said, first of all, I want to be Method Man. Grammy Award winning. And I want to be with Method Man. I mean... You know, it was, a, it was giving foreshadowing, really. I didn't know it, but, you know, given what I named as my large joy, you'll see why that would be the case. Um, and I said, wow, these two are amazing together. Like, the chemistry of it, like, as a, as a piece of art, such a good remix. You're all I need to get by. And Mary comes home. Sweet morning dew, I took one look at you, and it was plain to see you were my destiny. With arms open wide, I threw away my pride. I did something, dedicate my life. 
to you. Then that beat hit. A oh, sacrifice man. for you. And that, I mean, we're going to get into the sacrifice piece. But anyway. Baby Mary was speaking to the age-appropriate uh, things of the time. Nigga, you know? they was sitting on that fucking pavement. So beautiful. Nigga, I spent probably, like, I don't know, six weeks trying to perfect the head nod that they was both doing. Why is Method Man <sighs> that fine then? Heard it. And today, the on this day, the savagery. Today, I mean, will a nigga ever be the same? I mean, Mary as well. Oh my God! Beautiful then. Why? And today, do she look I like this? I just my. Why? Goodness. Okay, I'm sorry. I just Mary J. Blige is giving. I don't look like what I've been through. I mean. Black Auntie Realness. If you know. open the dictionary under Auntie, it will scroll down and it will say popular Auntie sayings. And it will say, I don't look like what I've been through. And yes. then it's a picture of Mary J. Blige today. It is. She looks good. 53 almost. <laughs> what? Where at, sis? Mm-hmm. You better go the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, that was very formative for me as, as many Mary things were, you know, love without a limit. Oh. Hits. I mean, my life comes out next. That was the one that I mistakenly said uh, that the Ural I need remix. Um, that yeah. has I'm going down. On yes, it, it does. Um, which my is, life, my life, my life, my life, my life. Take a look at my life and see what I see. I mean. When that shit come, it's moving, nigga. I mean, I need you all to understand. It's moving when you hear it. Mary is, oh, I mean, take a look in my life and see what I, can you, can you? Nigga, I'm sorry. I have chills. Like, can you take, take a, a look? look? See, this is Take a look giving. at my life. We're going to break through the veil of double consciousness, nigga. So that you can actually see what is going on in a young black auntie's life. I see mean, what I can see. You get the double consciousness. You get the double you consciousness. You, you get the double you consciousness. All of it. All of it. You everybody get the everybody. double consciousness yeah. to be able to see what I see. That is so fucking revolutionary. It's visions. Because at that point, if I can see what this survivor can see, I'm going to change what the fuck it is I'm on. Yeah, it's giving man in the mirror, but via Mary. It is actually, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. take a look. Yeah. I'm stopped it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and Mary tells us that she wrote this album during one of the darkest Horrible. times of her Horrible. life. So the when we talk about point. realness, authenticity, which you niggas don't always abide by, even though y'all will come up on Rico cases and be like, actually, I was lying on every rhyme I ever said. Mary ain't lie to us. No, not one time. Mary ain't lied to us. Because when she said, I'm going down because you ain't around, she was talking about a nigga she was with. A particular nigga. From Jodeci. That had caused such devastation of the heart. My whole world is upside down because this nigga has left me alone. And that is deep, early 20s, baby love, your first love that you were just intoxicated. A toxic a situation but who's calling things a toxic situation before 2010 hold on hold on hold on hold on i gotta actually okay. make a public service announcement in okay. response to an obje- objection you know how sometimes we have theses on the show mm-hmm. and you know we talk about this is what we're gonna be arguing we were basically arguing is 
Telling the truth of your experience mm. is the most significant that you can do. Yes, in this if life. If you are, especially as a young black auntie. Yes. Now, if... Old black auntie, middle-aged black auntie, any time. Yeah, but get, get the practice in is what yeah, I'm saying. You got to learn. Yes. You got to learn. It can't just be like, oh, well, now I've learned. Now let me talk. Now it's like, yeah. let us know we because... People are going to be 17. People are going to be 21. Yes. People are going to be 25 yes. and black and 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 47 look, and divorced okay. or yes. and trying to look forward. But, you know, if you're 80 and I'm 47 and you're telling me wisdom, so that's one thing. That's cool. But of course, I'm going to also want to talk to people and see like, okay, but what does it feel like in the moment? Yes. Not you in know, retrospect. In details in the that that the healing will have smoothed out. Yes. I want those rough details. Yes. And so, yes. you know, as a response to an objection that I have heard on the internet and other places from people who say like, well, I don't like the fact that this is a woman... And let's leave the time period out of it because we know in the 90s, like everybody, you know, there, there was very few people were able to come out of this trap. But, oh, this is a woman in love with a man talking about her life is upside down because of her man and she can't, you know, she, everything is revolving around this man. Mm-hmm. And this is actually not truly radical feminism because it's, it's, it's still oriented and being like sort of, you know, played out mm-hmm. in this male dominated kind of a situation. Sphere. Yes, yes. Now, that's the objection. I'm going to present a counter-argument, and my counter-argument is this. People fall in love. People really deeply care about others. Hormonal Who they love. Yes. And their bodies respond chemically to what they are experiencing behind somebody particularly difficult to fight when it is the love drug, which is literally a thing. So go up and Google, get on your Googles. Look. If you don't know about the chemical <laughs> yep. effects of falling for somebody, you are not in your right mind Say for that. a good long time, sometimes months. Especially so, if your brain ain't done knitting together. Okay. At that point, how, which mind are you in? Because it's different day to day. It is. So, you know, at, so you're looking at this person and you're saying like, oh, you need to think about something other than men. You need to be, you know, it needs to be about you, you, you. And it's like, or no. Look at you getting, you a clown. You over here. Behind a man. man. Running behind a man. Sure. And it's like, okay, so your ass has no idea what it can feel like when your body is racing with chemicals that are designed to make you want and need to be with that person. Connected. And, and to stay close to them. That is biological and that is evolutionary. Yes. yes. And so... Especially if you're having sex with them too. Well, that's part of the category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that makes it worse. Yeah, yeah, it does. So, you know, and you can go in and out of this, of course, over the course of a long relationship, but... It becomes very formative for the rest of the relationship. The, that time when you're high on love drugs yep. from your body and this nigga could be saying all types of wild shit to you. Yeah. And it's very difficult for you to sift through and see what's real, what's not, what's really going on. Does he mean it? Does he not? Yes. Right? We talked about this a little bit in the case of the bi-curious straight girl. Yes. Like if someone is under that kind of like chemical burden... Boy, the intimate God. connection. Oh my God! You know? And then to you're expecting somebody in, in that condition to talk about anything other than the person that is the literally the most important thing in the world right now, particularly at that age. 
So it takes practice to be able to kind of cut through the chemicals of your body and go, eh, let me do the math on this one. Let me see if this is actually going to continue to be a good idea for that me. That takes experience. Yes. That takes community. Yes. That takes therapy. Yes. That takes recentering yourself. Sometimes, I mean, like, there's... have to be spent on You it. have... That's not Time. a thing. This can happen to anybody. This is why Energy. old people get catfish. This is why all sorts of things happen. And to act as if that is not a, a common human experience and people to speak ill of that, I think is bullshit yeah like shut up talking about this man and it's like okay but this man almost killed me i should be talking from that space and i experienced a love drug that i've never felt before and it makes me want to write songs about it we let all sorts of people this is like a common thing that yeah. people write songs about yeah because I want that's you the back. drug that makes you write those kinds of songs that we talked about the other day in a that's on lenny williams Girl, you know I, I love you. I mean, no matter what it is you do, this no matter what it is you do, in the Temptations, you should love nobody, no matter what it is they do. But these motherfuckers in the Temptations was talking about it's just my imagination running away with me about a bitch. He don't even know him. She don't know his name. Every night on my knees, I pray, oh dear Lord, God. hear me. Don't let another take her love from me. Nigga, she don't know you. If it's a sad thing on the man, it ain't too much sadder than the tears of the I mean, like, it, you know, I hit. Anyway, I'm sorry, I had to do the beat drop, but you know, like, yeah, no, it that's is. not fair. No, it's so, not fair. So, like, please. Don't participate in misogynoir mm. by telling younger, you know, black fans to shut up about their love life and shut up about their sex life and shut up. About, we have to talk about these things because these niggas is running roughshod over the children. They're either going to be mad at a girl saying like, I'm going down. I, You know, this nigga, I know he's disrespectful. It kind of hurt me, but I love him. I can't stop it. But then they'd be mad at Cardi B for talking about get these niggas for their money and WAP all day long. Which one is it? You know, up used to be up, I thought, but now I'm thinking up was always down. Which down one is it? Black women can't win. And now the dreads are starting, so who knows what can happen. Oh, 2024. So, I mean, at least Mary gave us hits that some of us could deeply relate to. And yeah. as I told you, listening to I'm Going Down has gotten me through many a breakup. Child. Um, Say less. A lot of just heartbreak. Um, and being able to belt that out while oh crying through. I, I mean, she gives you moments to kind of cry through it. When you yeah. just in the head, oh, baby. And then it's like, ah. I mean, like, I can feel these tears coming down my eyes. And then you're in your room, oh, in your car. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, yeah, no, it give you release. It, it's a release. Shout out to they so, Tyrone when they said, I'm going down in the elevator. That, that was that fantastic. Was, yeah. Um, a, a better movie than leave that film behind. At, at all um, times. She also had, I mean, again, so many albums, so many hits. We obviously chose Family Affair for the breakdown of season two for obvious reasons. Yeah, we've been Creating doing an ad lib, you know, inspired by, and I really feel like. Language, as black aunties do, hateration yes. and holleration. 
generation in a okay. dancery. Enter the lexicon. How many of you hoes could say that? This wonderful queen mm. said, you know what? I've got a word to describe what it is. Hateration mm. and holleration. Mm. It is the active form of hate. So it's not just that I'm out here like I'm hating on you, but I'm it's known now. Yeah, I I'm want everybody actively to know. kind of in this mode of like I'm about to hate on y'all. Yeah. Hate, 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 hate. Okay. People will hate on you. And then okay. And then holleration as in shut your ass up. Mm-hmm. You hollering. In a dancery, ring, we'll be just trying to get it crunk. Like, you not singing. You not even like, you know, hey, man, just cheers. Just dance or whatever. for me. Just nah. vibe out. Like, keep and it And also cute. the idea of a dancery spelled with two E's, nigga. Is it that how it's spelled? That's how I spelled it, and Siri didn't correct me. Oh, okay. I thought it was a R-Y. Either way. Oh, yeah. No, you can spell it that way, too. It'll let you. Dancery. I mean, like, I think about danceries. It's not, you know, it's like it's, a, it's like a disco. I the thing about a dancery though, nigga, is because it's so general, like dancing. It's just a place of dancing. Yeah, it's a dancery. It's a place of dancing, which could be your heart, nigga. You need to like dance in your heart and your spirit. You gotta bring that hateration and holleration down so bring you can dance in your heart. So you can dance and be free. And wherever it is, you could be in a field, like you know, the she nigga said, we know. Okay, frolicking. Frolicking um, after okay. Kayla Whitehose in Ukraine. Okay, okay. Um, um, you know that that was a hate crime, actually. She but. said, "We don't need no haters. It's time to love one another." We don't need no haters. And then she said, "We don't need it. We don't need this in the dance." It's arena. time to love one another. This is like. This is giving... Does it matter if you're white or black? Hip-hop. Let's get Kronko's memories back! Hip-hop feminist... Um, uh, it's like the methadone for people who love Barney, nigga. Oh, yes, yes. It's giving I love you, you love me. It is. Let's just be a happy family. It's a family affair, affair nigga. Okay, the episode's not over yet, though. Oh, so, no. Okay, we don't want to confuse on, man. you. Okay, sorry. Um, but That's yeah. the end? Yeah, no, it's not. Um, you know, what, what else do we why, have to talk about? Nigga. What? That's the end? No. Thank you. Okay. All right. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> the, um, we'll get to more of her music because it does follow her life and things she's been through. So we're going to talk about these niggas more because I know I already brought up uh, the Jovisa nigga. But we'll get back to that. The style, though. Oh, my God. Now, first of all, Kimo loves boots. Okay. I do love boots. I usually wear mine significantly lower, mm-hmm. but Mary let me to know very early that a thigh high leather scrunch boot Ooh. was where it could be found. I mean, to this day. To this day, nigga. If it's not a thigh high boot, is it Mary? Like, it doesn't feel like it's Mary unless a thigh-high boot. I mean, I think even to the Oscars, there was a thigh-high boot involved. I mean, that is this, like, personal signature. At the uniform. Super Bowl, thigh-high like, boots. She's, she's like, I'm working. And she looks amazing. Why did she find? Really, no, I shouldn't say why, because we know, like, you know, the ancestors are very helpful at all times, but how and where did she find that the thigh-high boot was, in fact, the fit for her. 
and be right about it. Because, you know, when you're growing up, like, sometimes you, you think something is... Like, I thought Junko Jeans was the fit for me. It was not. I mean, tell Jonathan Majors that. <laughs> he missed the memo, but, mm. you know, that's that's not Some a new behavior. don't need to be brought back. Okay. Um. But, you know, to just look back and be like, no, I stand on the thigh high. I'm still in them. And I still I'm in my 50s and I look good. I'm dancing in them. I'm walking in them. I have them in various designs, more designs than you've ever seen in your whole. Probably got a thigh high boot closet. Yeah, that is fantastic. Walking, and I appreciate her for that giving body at all times. I mean, the hair has remained laid in various fashions over the times, colors, styles. Only one Mary hair thing that Mm -hmm. I didn't like. Which one was that? It was just the like. Blonde wig with a short bang uh-huh. and like looser curl. Or oh, wasn't the Bobbington? No, not the the Bobbington. Okay, no, no, let's not speak the Bobbington of the Bobbington. Hitting, hitting. It was in fact bobbing on it. Okay, so bobbing. Okay, we okay. So we're not really mm-hmm. gonna say too much other than high praise for the Bobbington. Yeah, but. Nah, it was like a, I'm trying to think what it was, it's giving a little bit of Raggedy Ann kind of feel. Like, I, I didn't, but it was okay. short-lived. Okay. 30 years Mary been out here. How Only one it? time. She yeah, had she that, said that, that the style for like, a... what, one or two interviews? Yeah, and so that says a lot. Impeccable, as we said in the mm, intro, mm-hmm, hair mm-hmm. remains laid. A, um, a, a work. But I think we've already noted this, but I think we should just note it again. The ways that Mary can also then do the thug fashions oh my god so like the you know real love video the what's the 411 cover even the my life cover there's you know if she's gonna wear a baseball jersey yes and make it sexy and real but also fun and i mean you know things that people wanted to wear yeah, no, we would. Looks yeah, but still get replicated. I was just saying, I wear that Mary hat from my life. The cover of my life, I still got that hat. So I said, a leather newsboy, nigga. I mean, yeah, yes, yeah. please. So you know, it's giving like you know it's trendsetter. Like, yeah, and speaking again to who thug she fashion is, and thug fashion, hard facts. Um, you know, I think. I think that she may have similar stylists. I'm thinking about like um, um, Misa Hilton and uh, who's the other one who helped style Kim for a long time. Um, You know I'm not going to be able to help you. These are women who help to kind of behind the scenes help these black women. Yeah, I mean it's like a whole like um, community of artists around, you know, these fashion designer. I think Misa Hilton is the one that comes to mind um, best. Uh, There's another one that I can't think of right now. But they, I think, are also some of the people who help Mary to bring Mary's vision to life and not whatever Mm -hmm. some like designer dress just wants to drop by and say you need yeah. to put this on yeah you know? and i'm gonna just put my name on you and exactly. you're gonna basically rep me exactly and, you know and it's not gonna look like you say. but yeah, you're wearing prada you. or something exactly. so it's like oh wow well mary's i guess wearing prada it's like nah mary's still gonna have that thigh hat on and we're gonna find somebody to make that thigh hat yeah somebody gonna make it and they're gonna make it and do a good job exactly and that's just what it's gonna be um it's giving the, nigga innovation really i mean as always um the truth telling 
um, we've already said this is a main reason why Mary is a you know patron saint of Black Auntie realness, mm. having us to think about again who are these niggas? Who are these niggas? I don't know who they are, but who they who are they though, nigga? Like I just like why every time. Every time, nigga. I don't know. And aunties, y'all don't even have to be Mary J. Blige to have a nigga around you. And I'll tell you right now, as, you know, a middle-aged black queer motherfucker right now myself, I'll look at your man like, who is this nigga? This woman is excellent. Yeah. This is an excellent, excellent lady. Who is this nigga? And, and then later the to find low. out, he not even treated you good. Yeah, and the bar is so low that you be trying to root for sis, but... You know, these niggas be playing various games. So we already talked about how Casey from Jodeci. I'll never was, say I'm glad they got nobody. I mean, somebody, you know what I'm saying? Anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. No, though, no. I'll say that about my enemies. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they got somebody because it, it's just. Yeah, no, unless I know that the this probability trailed, it's, it's not looking good. It's not. So this nigga Casey, who was a cheater and we know, you know, there's been discussions of, you know, abuse, like serious physical abuse. Yeah. Within that relationship, a 12 year relationship that started when she and he were both babies in the industry. Yeah. But this motherfucker played her out so many times, even after they broke up publicly and loudly i was never really gonna be with mary i mean first marriage i can tell you right now he said i'm not talking marriage after they were engaged while still in the relationship he went on the tv and said casey is not getting married for the record and to a bunch of women who were like ah and then mary found out about it like three years later live on air i don't know that i don't know sis and then, as we said, they broke up finally. Thank goodness a survivor made it out of that relationship. And then he continued to talk shit about it later. And it was like, nigga, she did forgive him because Mary is healing. Also, I mean, forgiveness. Sometimes people feel like, oh, forgiveness has to mean I bring that person back in. It's like, no, that's me letting it go. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm letting my that's on Tina concern and the debt you owe to me, I'm... Just releasing you from any sort of obligation and I'm releasing myself from thinking about this bullshit anymore. So it's ve- it can be very beneficial and mature and, and, and as you said, like a sign of healing that you're able to be like, you know what, whatever, I forgive you. It's fine. Yeah, like it's fine. But like... There's like a... Not great. He I didn't mean, do it to me, so I don't have to forgive also, his Also, three-decade uh, career where, Casey? Uh, who okay, are so these niggas? Then we have afterwards, in response to surviving this, and then as we said, childhood abuse in various forms. Yeah. You know, and experiencing depression because of that. Yeah. Mary was battling addiction for some time that she was open about, but of course, the media and the press did Mary crazy. She out of control. She wilding. She threatened to be people's ass it's trying like, to like trigger the respectability politics rejection from before gross um like oh we always knew you know this type this is the type of thing that would happen to somebody like, like her that. Mm-hmm. so she finally then meets a man who does represent a moment of transition and hope for her unfortunately mm, that man also was a demon man, but we have to also, again, as aunties think about, okay, these relationships sometimes can 
bring us things in various moments in our life without being the relationship that was good for me or long term. And that's yeah. what I feel like is this bum nigga can do um, that Mary was with who did help her to like start to be on her healing he journey. Did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she said that like, you know, she was really low and feeling, you know, like there was nothing for her lowest moment and then conversations with this man helped pull mm-hmm. her out of that mm-hmm. and i think that is powerful mm-hmm. but why would did you then you start cheating on mary and telling her how her hair should look and all sorts of other weird shit nick why'd you do that yeah i don't like your hair and critic just being like critical like hypercritical and like you know when you're when you meet somebody when you're at rock bottom Make sure that as you are climbing out, mm. you are also trying to make or heal friendships. Yeah. Because you're going to need somebody to let you know if it goes left. Because people are actually predatory looking for people who are like down fucking bad. Who just need help and need somebody to love on them for a little bit so they can heal. And then as soon as you're like sufficiently healed, not all the way healed, but you're starting a healing journey, then they flip the script on your ass. But now it's like, well, this is what I have. Does this person want you only when you're down bad? Well, that's a really good question. You know, like, like, are they getting something from being a quote unquote rescuer of somebody? Exactly. And they would, sir, uh, you it's know, it's giving Munchausen. It's by not proxy. a good look. And that's what I feel like ultimately happened here. And by the time Mary was healing and on her own path and her own journey, he felt like he wanted to now join the let me slight Mary J. Blige crew. Fuck that guy. Um, she did say that the woman that he was sleeping with, who was like a protege of Mary's, which is so fucked up, so intimate. Well, destructive. I think intentionally destructive. She did call her Bucky with the good hair in the interview. And I just think that that's... Because <laughs> what Mary's going to do is keep it real. And she said, Beyonce told us that we all, mm. me included, Mary J. Blige knows that we need to look out for a... Becky with the good hair. And I walked out of that bitch boy. You know, and that's exactly what Mary did. She also left this man after 12 years. He had the nerve to try to say he wanted money. Um, spousal support because he was living good. Just yeah, like he had become accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Now, here's the thing that, that is very interesting to me. You broke bitches. You know, and this is on the patriarchy because anytime something will benefit those who already have theirs, it means that they will, like... they. Okay, let me put it this way. If you're a dude, it doesn't matter that you've been fighting against women, like, trying to, you know, quote-unquote, mooch off of you, or, like, your exes, like, you don't want to pay child support, you don't want to pay spousal support, you know, you're angry about that, you're embittered behind it, and now, when you're the one who got into a relationship with somebody that was doing better than you were, and you were the one who got, quote-unquote, accustomed to a certain lifestyle, now you want all the rights. Yeah. But you were the one who was against all them rights when the genders were reversed yes. in, this, in this heterosexual relationship. So it's just like, oh man, like, what are you talking about? Demon man. That's why I think that this man is also, I mean, they, you know, a con man, she eventually called him. And I agree with that. A con man and a demon man. 
Um, thanks for the help, but get out of here. So Mary officially has said that she's not going <laughs> to date so a broke man again. She was like, um, look, if you're not making as much or more than me, like, I can't really be interested. Not now. Like, not after what I've been through. And that's no. giving black auntie realness. Like, okay, I've been through that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. write about it. I'm going to sing about it. I'm going to grieve about mm-hmm. it in these thigh-high boots. And I'm going to keep it moving. I can do bad all by myself. Look. And Just she's still doing all amazing, as she said. Again, bars. Bars, bars, that bars. That song is so delightful. Please do get into it. It's called Amazing. It's the album Gorgeous. I think that's one of her last so amazing. albums. Yeah. You yeah, know, she, she feels like she looks amazing. Yeah. And so I, I very... Day, like my birthday. Bring well, the cake in. I mean, I she mean, said, oh my, my house is so big, you need a map. She's basically Stop, letting Mary. you know, when I say broke, I don't mean like you really can't make it check to check type of life no i mean like you know where your rooms in your home are yeah i and like it's cool everything i do for real i mean everything i'm not lying to you when i tell you if a guest comes over it's just too much work yeah for me to explain to them where the third powder room is right so, you know, I we just, just hang out in one part of a house because everybody is going to get too confused if they have to start going to other parts. Matter of fact, let home. me just get a fourth powder and put in off of the guest area so that I don't have to make all these explanations and good. give out maps. I feel great. Man, I feel amazing. I mean, just try Just to hear her sing that too was also so awesome. Um, and it wouldn't have been as awesome if she hadn't been telling the truth about how damn bad she was before. Absolutely. We wouldn't have even felt it. No. Because we've been like, oh, sis, been feeling good all the time. I like her music or whatever. It's like, yeah. no. If you listen to Mary J. Blige over time, I invite you. You know, if you like music. Again, 13 albums. Go chronologically. 14 albums. You're going to have a whole emotional landscape, you know, over the past three decades that's going to help you to understand, like, this is who this is. And this is where she's been and this is where she's arrived. And I really appreciate that. I respect the fuck out of that. Mary J. Blige's dance moves to also then be known as the Mary. We know I can mm-hmm. see it now. Um mm-hmm. it's giving like the Lil Kim dance. Like it is. We know, you know, Lil Kim is, you know, and that swag step. surfing, ah. swat slash missing bullets. Yep. And then, you know, dodging bullets. And then Mary is giving you the two step into like 18 steps you don't know when it's gonna flip yeah, you flip. might get a turn you might, you might get, a, little get trot, a little trot trot to the forward and then boots you know pop 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 you know yeah i mean it's and just then swing memorable. the bobbington you've got to swing the hair you've got to get you know sometimes you might get low you might get back up keep the bobbington to the side and dip Dip, Mary dip. is going to give all to her performances and to see her finally get recognized. Um, she was part of Dr. Dre's um, L.A. you know Love Super Bowl performance a few Super Bowls back. No, she was litty. Mary J. Blige, um, you know Kendrick Lamar, um, yeah, that Kendrick, Tyler yeah, Eminem, you know all Eminem of took them. A knee. Fifty, um, also there, you know, didn't have to do what he did. All right, but I mean. Anyway, you know, get back to the shows, 50. Anyway, just be right side up. It's okay. the shows. So Mary's portion of that was not only unexpected, but also dazzling. 
I know that she was dizzying to white Americans, though. Mary was in an all-silver fit, silver hat. The thigh-high boots were also in attendance. I mean, it was very Mary, Mary. recognizable. This is the lady we know and love. And Mary Jane Blige turned up. She did her thing to the point where she sang no more drama from all of her ancestral spirits. And... You know, fell out stadium, yeah. At the end, and I know yeah, that niggas everywhere that. were like Mary, yeah, and I know tough. wife was like, "Does she need to be rescued? <laughs> Should we call an ambulance? <laughs> Is that black woman okay? <laughs> She's falling out. You know, like black people fall out from excitement all the time. Nigga, of all the misdiagnoses, but it just does show that like. The, the the color line is alive and well, okay? Because they don't know. They just don't know. It, but yeah, if you know. black, at, at that, like, watching that concert, it's like, wow. She is being very authentically the way she was, which is very black the whole fucking time. For, like, time. 30 years. Like, and for forever, as long as we've known since. Off and she Mary. didn't change it up for these white She just folks. gave more of Mary. She, she just said. Super Mary. Big stage time. Yeah, Super Bowl Mary. Okay? Get into it. And of course she fell out because Jayla that was could never. appropriate. Because she was out here holding the note. And then you got to. She knows that. I mean, a performer. She said, she no knows. more drama. I mean, she was getting. She was digging into yeah. the ground. But then, you know, you got that fucking drone above. It's like. You know what? I can still look, but it's like once I'm going up and I'm just, I'm so overcome. I made it. She made it. To and the now Super I'm Bowl at the stage. Super Bowl stage and the people's is turned. And I know people's at home, niggas who can't afford to go to no damn Super Bowl is turned up. And I'm with my niggas and I'm Mary J. Blige because I've always I'm been Mary J. Blige with my niggas. That bitch. Yeah. So she was overcome and niggas I ride was with like, my niggas. we overcome, she overcome. We had a wonderful time. You know, watching that on the television. So I just feel like, um, yeah, the color line is alive and well if you're confused. I mean, those same audience of the Super Bowl didn't know who Missy Elliott was when Katy Perry brought her out a few years ago. So, you know, you can have to be trusted. That's also giving um, he could have killed him. Is Chris Rock made of dust? That's the level of concern that I, I feel like this should be put in that category. You know, I, I, I can't keep up. Um, I really can't. It's it's too many things to teach. We're doing our best with this Lord podcast. Jesus. Another thing that we have to say about the multi-talented Mary J. Blige is the acting career. This could act. Mary has, you know, remained employed in the acting world, TV and film yeah. for some time now. Yeah, she been in it. I mean, and also executive producing. I read that she helped executive produce that Clark Sisters bio series, you know, oh, bio series that came that. on on Lifetime that yeah. was like, you know, well acclaimed. I still wanted to watch that. Um, haven't yet, but wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Um, but time we should see it. There's a trial for Man. I mean, she played Coretta Scott King. She didn't she play Betty Ship? No. Sorry, nigga. I know she actually did play Coretta Scott King. Recent events, y'all. Uh, Go to COVIDandChemo.com, as I said, in the Ask Mr. portion of the program, if you want to, you know, catch up on your Ask Mr. news. Um, there is, in fact, an Ask Mr. who has been known to tell, you know, uh, you know, vulnerable white ladies that they should, you know, turn into Coretta Scott King overnight. And I just feel, 
you know, that, uh, you know, the, the charlatanry, the chicanery continues. Um, but actually, Mary J. Blige really did she play did. Coretta Scott King. In a movie. We're getting at. I think she's either her or Betty Shabazz. I don't know because it's her and Angela Bassett in a movie called Betty and Coretta. Oh, so one of them is Coretta. And one of them is, yeah. Damn. Oh, I was like, why didn't I watch that? I was like, oh, because of sad black stories. I can't Yeah, yeah, in. yeah. No, so that I know. Um, she also, I saw Mudbound. That's on Netflix. That came out a few years ago. Now, I mean, I know we're talking about sad black stories. Now, that is a gut punch. Nigga. But that earned Mary I mean, J. Clyde. Oh, it's about, you know, um, post-World War II sharecropping family and their affairs with the white family that kind of basically still owns them. And a lot of them folks that they interviewed, you know what I'm saying, said, this is worse than slavery. Yeah. So, you know, just, so just to push she plays a sharecropper's wife who was also domestic for the family that they're sharecropping for. Mm. And her son, one of her sons gets sent off to fight in the war. Mm. Um, really difficult, but beautifully done. And two Oscar nominations that really she got for that. Shot really well oh, too. such a well done movie. But you have to be prepared to be again knocked over again giving mary realness like this is this a story it's a real story it's a story of niggas and jim crow so um shout out to mary for that the range that that shows right but my favorite Mm -hmm. and as we said we will be talking about this in season three more dedicated episode to 50 cents power universe Mm -hmm. curtis jackson is um, a pioneer in a new age of black television. I don't ever imagine that I would have said that in all of my days. Surprise. But it is true. And we will speak on that. Um, I have been doing extensive research, me COVID. And so, you know, <laughs> um, you know, we will get more onto that. But in my extensive research, I did tell you that I got COVID. So it gave me opportunity to ask COVID with COVID again, get into some nigger research. Mm-hmm. And um, she is on Power Book 2 in the 50 Cent Power, the universe. Curtis Jackson Power Universe. There are currently four mm-hmm. Work. interrelated universes, some in the past, some in the present. This nigga has been telling me about this show of quote-unquote nigga intrigue for a long time now. And uh, duh. I, just... I watched Power when it was on. And then I had not, like I heard about Power books two and three and most recently four. And I was with some other smart, foolish niggas, uh, my partner included. And when I was like, is this something to watch? I've heard niggas on the internet talking about this. And these people who I respect and love was all like, my nigga and i was like never and they were like (laughs) my nigga and i was like okay so when i got sick i said let me get that stars real fast for the cheap it was like a 199 or whatever for a few months and i said let me do it i'm on power book three raising canaan so um mary j blige is on power book two ghost she plays monet a gangster, savage, black-ass mama. She is the matriarch of a drug-dealing, gangster, New York family. Yeah, from what you've described, it sounds a little bit like, like it's giving, like, you know, Peaky Blinders before Peaky Blinders, where, like, the mama of the gangster is, like, 
that's where it's sad. Yes. And then you also remind me of the fact that she was also in uh, the Umbrella Academy. Uh, yes, you did tell me this. She is so fun in that. I really enjoyed it. She's just murderous and lovely the whole time. And I'm like, wow. She murderous and lovely on, on Power Book too. I mean, maybe well. she let him know. Like, look, you see me in Power. Like, you know, hey, how let you go. You, you need a little violence and killing. a little commitment, a little grit. For your ass. The game. Let's do it. Killing the game. So Mary's out here acting. An actor. You know, some of these niggas be acting. I used to get mad when I was a kid. You know, when they would have like these athletes act in commercials. Oh, yeah. And I used to be like, but why? Right. Just the clout of that name. Now, you know, you OJ running for a fucking, you know, like, this acting is trash. I'm looking. I, I feel like I'm just like looking at a football player. I'm looking at a basketball player. Like, yeah. I'm not. You know, and like, so singers are guilty of a lot of that too. Absolutely. John Legend cannot act. I don't Ooh. care what anybody says. So. That man can't, he, that, that's just, I know your little E got whatever life, but like, sir, you know, let's that just not take it too far. What tanked that good show underground was they cast him as Frederick Douglass for no goddamn reason. You know, and I did not look at that because they cast him in Frederick Douglass. That underground was, was so good. Reason. And then. It was starting to not be good, and then it got canceled. Oh, no. Well, that's not going to happen to any of the shows Mary are on, because they just already renewed Power Book Season... Power Book 2 for Season 4. Again, aunties, we really work hard, nigga. And I do feel that, like, Sis is giving, like... Like, a sad black story that, like, because... We've been with it so long. We stuck with it. Mm-hmm. It turned out great. It did. Better than it would have been if it had just been okay the whole time. Mary's okay with living life Full. fully. Yeah. And I think that that is so inspiring. Like, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And yet, not ugly. Because she don't look like what she's been through. Facts. You know, like, you know that Mary has seen some ugly shit. Yeah. But then you look upon Mary and you say, wow. I mean, like. You wouldn't know it. You are a survivor. You still continue to invest and take care of yourself. Yeah. In the midst of having seen some really horrible things. And, you know, we also know a lot of black women don't make it. Like, niggas don't live. Yeah, like, don't survive I was, yeah, that I was shit. Yeah, just going to say, like, niggas die. Niggas die. She's in her 50s, and to see somebody in Hollywood, I mean, look at what happened to Whitney. You know what I'm saying? Like, do we have cautionary tales as well of, you know, what fame and what a sad black story yeah. upbringing can do? Yeah. And Mary has weathered a lot of storms. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, only very few people. Janet's another one, you know, that we can say, like, yes, nah, this black woman has seen some one things. Boom. And we have watched this black woman go yeah. through a lot of shit that would make me sit down. Hell yeah. And this black woman is standing Lay up. down. On the floor. Upon the ground, nigga. Nigga. Yeah, no. So laid out. So, you know, I think it's very inspiring. I am inspired by Mary. Um, I'm going to obviously continue watching these shows. Um, you know, continuing bumping Mary hits. If I need to go back at a time where I feel down bad, I will listen to Mary because mm-hmm. I know, you know, Mary got the elixir. You know... <sighs> Representation is so important, y'all. And let's just not look gift horses in the eyes. 
not horsemen. We're talking no. about nice, nice gifts. And yeah, I just yeah, feel yeah. like, yeah. you know, this idea that somebody, ha- you have to approve of someone when all they're doing is like trying to tell you about themselves is, it just needs to be dated. It just needs to go away. Like, well, let's work towards, you know, because I'm thinking about how old I was. I was so young. And then Mary, be, Mary is like 21. Mm-hmm. I'm like 11. Mm-hmm. So a decade pacing you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, it was so, it, she was so important for me. Mary's always been there. That's the other thing. That, That's true. Yeah. She's you not, know, yeah, like, like she, she just, don't, she doesn't go away and no. she don't abandon us. So that idea of like, um, it's okay to tell your fucking story the way that it fucking is and the way that you want to tell it. Mm-hmm. And that's just what that has to be. And if anybody has something to say about you telling your tales, something to say about you surviving, something to say about you making it, then like they're not, again, worthy of knowing you. They're not worthy of being around you. And it's time to look for other people because there are so many folks in this world, period. So much diversity among human beings. And so if the folks that's around you is not respecting you, is not paying attention to what you're saying, and don't want to hear your dreams, don't want to fucking treat you good, it's time to, you know, look around and, and check it out. Strategize. See how you're going to get up and get out. Yeah. Um, because you don't deserve that. You don't. Well. Mm-mm-mm-mm. We, again, want to thank Mary and thank y'all for listening to this show and Mary for shining a bright light. I think Mary did also have a talk show for a little bit or a podcast. She was doing some interviews with some folks, but I don't think it continued, which, you know, Mm it doesn't mean that it's going to stop Mary from doing anything else. She's going to do what she needs to do. Because we always got to be weary of the haters in our dance. Hurry. Yeah. Look after your dancery, you know? Happy New Year, everybody. You mm-hmm. know, I know you already got a little, you know. Um, Yesterday was just like Ethiopian yeah. Christmas and New Year, though. So, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's giving worldwide, nigga. Look, y'all. I got to just tell y'all, okay, before we wrap this right on up and discuss the dancery. I just want to tell y'all that there is somebody. I don't know if it's a bot, but they are in Dublin, Ireland, nigga. Wow. Global. Worldwide. We got people in. Okay, let me see. So, it's. Okay, just in honor of the last episode of season two, besides the outro, okay? So we got Dublin, Ireland, as mm-hmm. I mentioned. Mm-hmm. We've got um, Germany, mm-hmm. somebody in Germany. Mm-hmm. We've got somebody in Guyana. And the buck up! We here! Okay, mm-hmm. and um, that was terrible. I was thinking about, uh, I started thinking about the guy that did the I best. knew you were. <laughs> so I keep fucking myself up. Um, I'm like, will I really be a real guy? And you said the end of this, like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so we got Guyana, we got um, uh, fucking, uh, there was one in Brazil. Okay, fine. And we had... No, we had a Mexican listener. Oh, absolutely. In Mexico. Yes. Shout out to y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay, we love y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we also had um, many people, obviously, in the States. We had some in Canada. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, and we had, I think, one in Nigeria. Well, look at that. So, you know, I just got to say thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank y'all for listening. I know some of y'all is bots. Okay. Bots. You need to slow down on the thirst traps. Um, we know we have small podcasts. We know we DIY. You don't need to send us, you know, um, young white ladies pictures and thumbnails and, you know, promises of 
of fame, wealth, and clout. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we, we're not actually that thirsty. No, we're not. We're not that thirsty. Why? Because mm-hmm. we remain hydrated. Mm-hmm. Okay, we stay ready mm-hmm. and we stay woke. And that's how, you know, we can avoid falling into thirst traps. We recommend the same for all of you listeners that, you know, y- y'all may y'all may have situations in the DMs just really getting out of hand. Um, oh. Maybe yours are real. I don't know. But, you know, we got them bots. So, you know, we in here. Anyway, um, you know, your dancery is a special place. It is. I want you to imagine your dancery right now. Nigga. Close your eyes. What is your dancery having in nigga? My dancery has um, the horse from Renaissance in the middle of it. Oh shit! And then, um, you know, crunk hits. Okay. Um, including Family Affair. You okay. know, because that usually gets played, and you know they can always get um, black. And when they play Real Love at any dancery. Oh yeah. You know. I mean, it's just. They've got ladies, ladies. Yep. Make noise. I never knew. Yeah, yeah that yeah. happens all the Ooh, time. Wee. So that you know, Ooh, that's wee. what is happening in my dancery, and I am dressed well. I don't wear thigh high boots, but I wear sneakers, so I would wear. You got them. Those MJs. So that I could be moving around. My dancery with my favorite people. Bet. In my dancery, okay, picture me, nigga, okay, the floor, okay, that shit is made of shit that looks like ice cubes, nigga. Oh! So when you look down, you can see through. Oh. And what are you looking at? I don't know. You looking at the roots of plants, nigga. You okay. thinking about the earth, nigga. You okay. looking down and you seeing where the fuck you came from, nigga. Oh, God. You seeing your ancestral power, nigga. Oh, my God. This is... But at the same time, you dancing on their memory. You dancing on their voice. You dancing on them telling their stories. Okay. And then there's a disco ball, nigga, right above you. Okay. So, you know, that shit is spinning. That shit is, is sparkling and shit. Mm-hmm. And the walls is covered in green... Brocade, nigga. Oh my god. It's fancy in that house. Chantilly lace. Oh hell nah, nigga. No, 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 no. That shit is fluffy. That shit is nice. Mm, you know okay. what I'm saying? We got the couches, the divans, you know what I'm saying? The bones, oh. depending on your mood, nigga. Okay. We got tomatoes and tomatoes, nigga. Oh. We got potatoes and potatoes. Okay. Nigga. Okay. We got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, everything else that you could require in my dancery. And wow. when there is in fact hateration. And indeed, holleration. I, me, chemo, yeah, will put on Family Affair, and then everybody goes. and everybody will beat their ass. Get out of my dancery! It's for my friends and me. We got ice cubes on the ground, so we can't be coming down at a family. It's a family affair, COVID and chemo. We back on the air, not yet. We taking a break, we got an outro. Don't make a mistake, cause we'll be back. Full season three, me and my homie. You know it's sweet. Every day, every day, every day, day, day. 50 episodes, hey, 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 hey. COVID and chemo, COVID and chemo. Season two, and we out. Thanks a bunch, sis. This shit litty.